Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This edition of the Patriots Report is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bold season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. For the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events, head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Today, on the Patriots Report, it's three-time Super Bowl champion, the great Lonnie Paxton. We talk about New England special teams, past and present, coaching, Adam Vinatieri's Hall of Fame chances, Red Bull, Red Bull? Red Bull, yes, Red Bull, signing a one-day contract to retire with the Patriots, what he's up to these days, and much more. That's up right now on the Patriots Report. start with this with the Patriots recent struggles and special teams really a lot of the last two years I wanted to talk to you as a guy who was part of some of the best special teams units in history as to how you guys made it work in those days break it down for me how much of the success was about players and execution guys like you and Vinatieri and Troy Brown how much was coaching maybe it was a combination of the two or maybe it was something else altogether first of all thanks for having me and you know I it's obviously uh, a third of the game, and it's something that players should uh, take very seriously. I think, you know, when Bill was was building the team back in 2000, 2001, he brought in a lot of veterans who were passionate about special teams first. Obviously, they wanted to see the p- field. Uh, you know, you had your Brables, Chathams, Izzos, um, and then they were throwing, you know, Teddy, Roman Pfeiffer, and all these guys on the special teams, actual starters. Um making them play it in practice, making it play in the game to really set the tone that, you know, this isn't, um, you know, some play that you just take off and and we didn't get a first down or or we made them punt and now forget about it. It's actually a field position play. And, and he wanted some of his most experienced players out there to really set the tone, you know, for the game in the field position. You guys won so many games those years uh, on the margins, really, in a block kick, a big field goal, a punt return. I think fans can't really appreciate the ability to win in that phase of the game until you aren't able to execute there as consistently as maybe you did in the past. From what you've seen of this team the last few years, I I don't know if you've been watching on a consistent basis, but again, just from what you've seen specific to special teams the last few years, why do they appear to be falling short in some areas? You know, for one reason or the other, that's why football is a beautiful sport. It takes all 11 guys on every play to make a difference. Um, You know, field position is a big factor. Nowadays, you really can't factor in the kickoff, kickoff return because they very rarely happen. Guys kick it out of the end zone. And, um, you know, once maybe once or twice a game, you'll get that play. Um, I have seen, you know, some pressure given up on, uh, on the punt team. And then obviously on punt return, you know, not making some blocks and, and not getting yards that, you know, maybe a ball hits the ground and you let it roll or, um, you know, there's just some sort of, um, you know, freak play where, you know, you run out of the uh, run out of bounds untouched and you don't get in. And now it's, you know, now it's a penalty. And so um, a lot of it is just tuning into the moment and really going back to basics and the fundamentals, 
knowing the rules. I mean, it's not that Bill and the team don't practice it enough in practice because I've been there and, and they really focus on situational special teams, not only, you know, you know, situational uh, offense and defense, but special teams is a big, is a big part and, and doing it in the weather, doing it in big games when you can't hear when uh, you know, the pressure's on and you're backed up, that's when guys really got to focus and, and mate for one reason, or the other, um, seen a little bit of, you know, too much pressure on one side and, and maybe not a lot of want on, on the other side. I knew you were a guy who was relatively lucky enough to only play for two teams over the course of your career. But at the same time, I imagine you talk to guys around the league. How different was the approach to coaching and maybe just special teams as a whole when you played in New England, as opposed to maybe some other areas or other teams, I should say. Uh, well, I mean, we had, uh, you know, Josh and, and handpicked a lot of guys that came in uh, to Denver uh, when we there. But, I mean, Brad Seeley is one of the gurus of special teams. And I was so fortunate enough to come into, you know, basically Bill's special team system. And then and then Brad was able to, you know, put his special touches on it. And it was, it was something that, looking back, you know, a lot of these um, – OG coaches, uh, you know, the, some of the better coaches had their start in special teams. And so, you know, it wasn't much different in Denver. There was a younger staff on that side with uh, Jeff Rogers and, and a couple guys. But again, coaches can do one thing and they can plan and prepare and spend 25 hours a day basically thinking about what could happen. It's the players who need to execute. So at the end of the day, um, if it's not being done, it's not it's not so much strategy. It's 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 the players. Do you get more questions about the snow angel or the flutie dropkick? <laughs> uh, no real questions. You know, actually, it's great that those two things aren't something where I uh, had a mistake. So for me, it's 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 kind of fun. And the older generation of Patriots fans, they always kind of see me as that. And You know, I always took pride in, um, you know, doing my job, kind of laying low, um, you know, being a team player, doing whatever they needed to. Um, I mean, I played offensive line in high school and college, and all of a sudden I just was a long snapper. And that wasn't something I really tried to do. That's something they said, hey, this is going to help the team, so you have to do it. And and I was cool with that. And so if I can relive those moments through people's, uh, you know, uh, memories, then, then so be it. That's awesome. Give me your – and we talked a little bit about this for a Boston Globe story a couple of years ago. You were nice enough to kind of give me some insight in, in into the, the Flutie dropkick. We know – Obviously, Bill's involved. We know that you're involved. We know that Doug's involved. There was an ESPN personality who played a very big role in that story. Shed some light for people who may not be aware of the the role that Chris Berman had in the development of the dropkick. Oh, <laughs> um, well, you know, they they go back in time to the Buffalo days. And, and you know, Boomer's such a big historian. And, you know, actually, it it was so funny because it really – came to the Patriots with Doug and guys go out. I mean, I play a position that everyone thinks you can long snap. So in, before practice guys are out there, you know, I could do that. It's so easy. And they try to long snap, they try to kick. And, and when Flutie got there, he was drop kicking. And so this became like a pregame or pre-practice kind of competition. So we, you know, some guys go out there early and he could do it. Bill would see it, you know, and then at a few times at the end of the end of practice, we'd have field goal and, you know, they'd take out the holder, put Flutie in. I'd snap it to him as a backup holder. And then, you know, hey, this situationally could work um, if the time is right. And and he begged and begged and begged. And um, I think we were supposed to do it the week before against the Jets. And we got pushed back. So we had to punt it and something happened. But 
I just saw him last week at the Super Bowl or two weeks ago, and um, reliving those memories is pretty fun. One thing I was always curious about when I covered the team and you were there, you had a Red Bull mini fridge in your <laughs> locker. How did that come about, and how hard was that to get it past Bill into the locker room? Oh, that's funny. Um, so, I mean, you know, I was a, a guy who uh, just wanted to finish college get a good job. You know, I never really thought that I had the ability to make it. So, you know, my coaches were the ones really saying, Hey, you should, you should long snap more because, you know, we have a scout coming, you know, we don't have a hundred scouts like USC. We got a scout coming next week, bring your football after practice, show them how you can long snap. So my coach used to drink Red Bull, my offensive line coach. He was a real wiry guy, Angus McClure back at Sac State. And he was always drinking these Red Bulls. This is 98, 99. And then everyone's like, well, what the hell is that? And Oh, it's a drink. It's pretty amazing. These those little people that drive around the cars with the can on them, you know, it's it's awesome. I was like, well, introduce me. So when I went to the Patriots, I was I was drinking those, and then then you know I'm I'm still kind of broke from college, and I'm like, well, how do I get these cans and not pay two bucks a piece? And he made a call. I met the guy in Boston, so they started you know giving me some product, and then we're winning. I'm going to events. I ended up kind of doing like a, a an ambassadorship for them, and would speak at some of their X Games events, and ended up meeting the right people along the way, which helped me transition uh, in my career and, and get a role at GoPro right as I was done. But, you know, the it all started with that fridge and the locker. Then I'm getting 15, 20 cases dropped off to the to the parking lot. And I, pay, I was paying a ball boy to go, you know, put them on ice and take them on road games. And it became a little, you know, like a, a – a little kind of vibe in the locker room where, you know, Izzo and Vrabel and myself and, you know, Matt Light and Copen were all sitting around kind of having one before practice. And it just became a thing. That was a good corner of the locker room right there. That, that uh, was a good spot. There were, there were a lot of talkative yeah. guys. If you're in the media, there were a lot of talkative guys in that spot. Yeah. And it was, I mean, you know, between Light and Vrabel and Castle and these guys that just, you know, they could they they got the gift of gab and never shut up and they can just go on at each other forever. Just being in the middle of that was great. And you add some Red Bull to it, and you know, no one shuts up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> give me your pitch. I I've been talking to a lot of former guys, guys who played with, you know, players who might be on the cusp of the Hall of Fame. One of the topics that's come up on a couple of occasions, and you know, Bill has talked about it as well. Uh, Adam Vinatieri is eligible for the Hall of Fame 2025. Give me your pitch. Adam Vinatieri as the fifth place kicker in Canton why should he be there well I mean it's obvious what he meant to the team and to the city and um you know and, and being able to be so clutch and so well spoken off the field and you know always there for his teammates he really took me under his wing when I was a rookie um you know specialists don't get a lot of love I mean we just I think long snappers were recently able to make an all-pro team and were just recently added to an actual pro bowl ballot where before that it was hey whatever coaching staff coaches pulls a long snapper in and so you know kickers punters specialists have always been on kind of the outside but they make such a huge difference and there's no one ever to make a bigger difference in these games and for an organization over a span of of, of the time he was here than Vinatieri. And so, you know, I can't wait till he gets that call because I'm going to be there uh, front and center and, you know, heckling him throughout the week. But, man, such a good guy and um, he's so important for the organization and for everyone who, you know, kind of hates on what we do. You know, we always say, well, you try it. Like, you can't do it. That's why there's only 32 of us, right? So any specialists I got love for and we all really believe Vinatieri is one of the greats. 
you referenced this before. It's interesting. You do you did something when you were in the NFL. Very, you were, it was a very specific skill set. How, how did you? And you say you got a lot of you, you get crap from people, or you used to get crap from people. Say you know, okay, you go ahead and try it. How did you kind of fall into that a little bit? You alluded to it, but kind of go a little bit more in depth as to how you became a long snapper. Well, uh, I grew up a um, Rams fan growing up in Southern California. Um, I always played baseball. I was too big to play football, but my dad had season tickets and we'd go to the Rams games. You know, they have eight or 10 games here a year, played at Anaheim Stadium. And so, um, you know, he'd take me to three or four games a season and our seats were right by the snappers. We'd go early and we'd watch the, the Frisbee dogs, the cheerleaders and the specialists would be out there. And, um, you know, I was I think it was Mike McDonald was his name. I was like, wow, that guy can throw lasers through his legs. And that's pretty cool. So I'd go home and try it. And then when it came time for freshman football, you know, they kind of go around. I remember my the, the coach, he was a junior varsity coach, uh, but he was kind of running the the orientation that day. He was in a wheelchair. He, got in a, uh, he was a Harley guy, had a big goatee and uh, was a motorcycle accident. But he's up there. He's like, all right, who, you know, who can play quarterback? And, of course, everyone wants to play quarterbacks. All right, who can kick? A couple guys can kick. And I was like, who can long snap? And I, no one raised their hand. I was like, I, I'll try it, you know. And um, I was playing offensive line. Actually, my freshman year of high school, I was playing quarterback. So I was quarterback, fullback on some goal line plays, and then I would long snap, um, you know, on fourth down. And progressed and progressed and then ended up, you know, I thought I was going to go to all these colleges. Went silent when it came time to go to school. And Sacramento State came in last minute and wanted me to start early and not red shirt, just get on the field as a snapper. Said, I'm taking the first opportunity that someone wants to give me. So screw everyone else. I'm going to go there and make something of it. Along the way, meet some of the best friends ever. Learned the long snap a lot better, but I'm playing on the field. I'm getting my playing time. We got, you know, fun group of guys. And like I said, at the end of it, it was, um, I was just expecting to move on and, and finish school. And, and, you know, I was snowboarding every day with my friends. You know, I used some of my scholarship check to buy a season pass at Sierra Tahoe because every time you skied <laughs> vertical feet, it equaled to food points. So I would go up there for 10 bucks. I think gas was back then. Go up there for 10 bucks, ski a few runs and be able to feed myself and come back down. It was like a half hour from where I lived. So snapping was kind of that, like, I can do it, you know, and the scouts would come around and do the bench test, the running test. And I was, you know, okay. You know, they'd be packing up and my coach said, hey, long snap for him. Show him what you could do. And me and my friend had this little game where we played. He was kind of the aim game. And we'd do it, you know, after a few beers at a barbecue uh, at his house. But but it was kind of this – he was my lucky charm. He'd throw a few here on – you know, throw it up or left. Throw it up or right. Down low. Now give me 10 good ones. And I was target practice. I, and the scouts were amazed. And remember the Patriots scout said, hey, you know, here, here's my card. Um, I think he passed away. Uh, I forget his name, but he, here's my card. And, you know, do you have an agent? I said, well, no. Do you know how to get an agent? <laughs> and uh, my head coach, Don Volek, uh, his son, Billy Volek, who played a long time at quarterback, uh, we both got the same agent, but it wasn't a sports agent. It was a real estate agent who signed our first contract. So funny story of just like how just shit in life just kind of steamrolls. And, and now I'm here. And three Super Bowl wins later, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. That, that's something. That's a great story, and, and it's it, it one of those deals where it's like, look, the more you can do, the more you can do for us, and that's what they always say around you know what they always say around Foxborough and the ability to, all right, you know what, I'll long snap, sure, what the hell, you know, give it a try, and then you know you you parlay that into a a, a great long career, and and 
It's it is it's it's an interesting story and it's 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 a lot of fun. I, I a couple more questions here, real quick, before we yeah. wrap up. When you retired, you signed a one day contract yeah. to retire as a member of the Patriots. There's another guy who just retired. You may have heard of him. There's a lot of talk up here about him signing a one day contract to retire as a member of the Patriots. Follow the same path. How did your decision to do what you did come about? And what sort of advice would you give anyone interested in doing the same thing with New England moving forward? I didn't know it was possible, honestly. Um, I had seen in the paper or on the website that someone had done it for another team. And so I just texted my agent who was really close with Scott Pioli back in the day and, you know, has worked a lot with the organization over the years, Paul Sheehy. And I just texted him. I say, hey, I mean – is, is there any way I can do this? Like, I would love to, like, just put the stamp on this thing and just be a Patriot forever because, you know, Broncos was great, great opportunity. It just, you know, I ended up getting cut and I moved on and um, it never felt like a, a big home for me. It was it was a part of my life that I'll always, uh, you know, be near and dear to my heart, but it didn't feel like home. I married a girl from Boston and, and you know, I have family there and friends there. And so, yeah, I go back for all these things. You know, is this possible? And he said, let me reach out and see if it is. And, and they gave me the okay. And I, I, you know, flew on the next flight with my son, uh, who was I don't know, four or five at the time and got to sit in a, you know, team meeting and all these things. And I was like, wow, like, that's cool. As a long snapper, we're not, you know, Tom, we're not Vinatieri. We're not these guys with these huge names, but they, they gave us that chance to have a little bit of closure. You know, you got a little bit of press around it on the field, high five, some guys that was enough for me. And, um, and, you know, my kids never got a chance to see me play. So just spending that time with my son and, and having that kind of experience with him was was pretty cool. You think Tom should do it? I think there's no question it's going to happen. I, I just think it's so fresh right now that he's taking a break. He doesn't want, you know, I know him. He's not trying to make another headline, another story so quick. He's pick the right time, do it when it makes sense. Um they best they better give me a heads up so I can get out there with my kids and and uh, you know go to the game and be on the field with them. So um, you know that's uh, it'll all come in time. I think he's he's strategic about it, so it's it's not a he's not in any rush. Your post playing career is really it's been crazy. I, looking you up online and seeing all the stuff that you've been doing since you since you hung him up is really impressive let people know what you're up to these days what you're involved in and how they might be able to connect with you either on social media or or or, or in other forums yeah you know i was fortunate enough to you know it, it, it all kind of goes back to this red bull fridge honestly like just growing up in southern california being a part of these brands kind of marketing but not really knowing i'm marketing just wanting to share things that i'm you know that, that influence me with other guys and uh, that led to a role at GoPro immediately after I uh, uh, I got cut in August and, and I was working at GoPro in December. I literally went the first thing I, I went to their Christmas party in 2012. Uh, you know, I knew a few people, but I was like, well, I'm in corporate world. I remember the first day of, at GoPro, you know, I had head of team sports there. And the first day I hit a reply all with like a dumb question to the entire company, a thousand people. And I locked myself out of my computer. I forgot my password. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is how it's going to go. Um, but almost eight years later, was able to oversee a global team, a global budget uh, in sports and entertainment, learn a lot in production and build a, an extensive network around the world of athletes and properties and partners and, and content creators. <clears throat> and uh, when everyone got hit with the layoffs, you know, it was the world was ending like me for everyone else. And, and I was really forced to, 
you know, I've kind of accessed that network and, and trying to patch some things together. So now I'm, I would, you know, sometimes my wife asks me what I do and I can't even explain it to her, but it's, I'm in like business development, strategic advising, consulting a little bit, you know, take some equity in some companies to make the right, help them make the right decisions and, and raise capital. And, um, you know, the, I'm involved in a Boston company called the Players Impact, which brings athlete and venture closer together and kind of provides a community of, uh, you know, like a safe place to find early stage deals that's not on the stock market. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. Um, Tracy DeFord, she's out of Boston. Um, and, uh, you know, in sustainability, I have, a, I have a, a, a film coming out about the comeback from brain injuries. And so I'm executive producing a story about three athletes who've overcome traumatic brain injuries, mental health issues, and the working title is called Thrive. And so we're in production now, but we all know the sad parts of concussions, which some of our friends have, you know, taken it to the extreme and, and lost their lives from it. And other people, it's, they, they're, they're embarrassed because you can't see the injury and, and you really don't know it's there. And so you just might think something's off on this person and they never talk about it. So we're trying to, you know, provide hope and remove those stigmas in this film. And it's my first stab at executive producing and assembled like a really, a really great team of uh, Emmy award winners and, and uh, actors from around the world and, and athletes who need to tell this story. And so just passionate about a bunch of things. And, you know, I'm trying to plug the pieces of puzzle together of where it makes sense of where I could tell someone what I'm doing, but it's fun. It's creative. And I get to, I get to mix and match a lot of opportunities these days. Lonnie, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this, my friend. Take care. And hopefully we can talk again very soon. Yeah, thanks for the time, buddy. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. One more reminder, this episode of the Patriots Report has been brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to eSports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.